All right, welcome to the 58th episode of Clubhouse Combos. Your host, Colin Scully. Feels like this is a foreign thing to me. I haven't done this in weeks. Uh, what's up, fellas? Long time no see. Ev, how are you doing? What are you, in the basement? I am in the basement, home today. Just got back, and um, what a better way to start be at home than doing a pod with the boys. Sleepy, creepy Joe in his mother's basement. Uh, Dan, how are you doing tonight? Uh, pretty good. Uh, semester finished up last week for school, so I'm just home, chilling, helping out the baseball team as bad as they are. Um, so, yeah, living life. And Newman, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I got the, the Tampa game next to you guys and the, the Mariners game at my feet, so it'll be pretty fun. I must just quickly it's- announce I had dinner delivered. I got some garlic bread and pasta. You fat bastard. Well, I don't, if I ha, if I got a dime every time you, you called me that, I would be rich. I know. Uh, me and the lady went to the beach today up in Wells, and we went to uh, the Las Olas there. Fire. So Very good. good. So good. Very good. Um, so let's get into some sports. You guys want to do NBA or NHL first? Let's do NBA. Yeah, let's get it out of the way. So uh, Miami Heat. Beat Philly in six. They play the Celtics, who beat the Bucks in seven. Um, predictions for this series. We'll go. Uh, we'll go. Newman, Dan, Ev. Okay, so I'm first. Uh, I have Miami in seven. I think it's going to be a, a really tight series, kind of what we saw last year uh, when these two teams met. Um, I like the way the Celtics are playing, so I'm hopeful that you know they pull it off. Uh, but for Miami to defeat a really tough Sixers team, you know Jimmy Butler is playing in form right now and then like Duncan Robinson's not even playing because they're playing matchups so I mean he'll probably be back on the court um so I really just I think their team is just a little better than ours right now although if Grant Williams stays hot and I think we have a legitimate shot um for me I I had Miami in seven and then last minute I changed it to Celtics in seven um just the vibe around the Celtics right now I think is it, it's pretty good um I know at least for the Miami series, because I am the Sixers fan, it like it just felt like if the Sixers were healthy, they're going to win that series. And it just so happened that Embiid was hurt and it some other players couldn't step up. But I feel like the Celtics, they're all their role players are stepping up at the right moment. So I think that kind of gives them the edge over a really good Miami team. So I had to go with the Celtics. Um, for me, I'm also gonna go Celtics. And I set a sweep. Um, I think back a short I don't know. It was a year or two ago when Miami um, played Milwaukee in that round where I also set a sweep in that series, which came to fruition. But what killed Miami in that series was Milwaukee's three-point shooting. And I think the Celtics, I mean, to attempt 53s in that game seven and make like north of 20, like that's going to pose a lot of problems for Miami. And I just don't know if Jimmy Butler is that guy to like step up here and like even steal them a game. I just think uh, Tatum and Brown playing so well together right now. And obviously we've talked about the bench and I know they're without Al and um, Marcus tonight. Like if they steal this game tonight, like that does a lot for their uh, confidence. So, and I also kind of send in four just because I'm going to game four and I'd love to like see us sweep and like them advance to the NBA finals that night. So uh, I'm going to say Celtics and seven I, or Celtics and four. I just have a good feeling about it. Yeah, I remember when we were doing our bracket predictions, this was actually the Eastern Conference final matchup that we had. And I think Newman and Dan both went Miami, and then Evan never answered, so I was the only Celtics pick. 
So we ended up going with Miami as our winner. Um, but I'm going Boston, I, I'd say in six. Um, to Ev's point about the three-point shooting, yeah, Boston shot the three really well against Milwaukee, but they've also had their fair share of games this year. I remember, like, the four for 42 night, like, where just nothing goes in. So I could easily see them losing a few games if things don't go right for them. What the fuck is going on? Uh, I maybe I'm joining the Zoom on my computer 20 minutes later. Uh um, But, yeah, I'm going to go Boston in six. I think if everybody plays the way they've been playing, I mean, Rob Will, Al Orford against Bam is going to be a great battle down low. But I do agree with that. And I think just Tatum and Brown right now are too much to stop. Which would be uh, bring us to the Western Conference. So uh, Golden State beat Memphis in six. And then Dallas pummeled the Suns in game seven to advance. Uh, we'll go same order. Newman, who do you have, Golden State or Dallas? I remember I have I think I have Golden State in six or seven. Uh, I just think they're the better team right now. Although, I mean, the way Luca played in game seven was ridiculous. He matched the Suns' total score at the half uh, with his own scoring, which was just incredible. They're getting scoring from, you know, Jalen Brunson. He's been phenomenal in the playoffs. So I, I think it's going to be a great series, um, but I think Golden State, I mean, they're just, they're the Golden State of old again, you know, Jordan Poole coming off the bench and giving them 25 points every night is such a luxury that I think any team would love to have. So I think they're just too much to stop, uh, especially when Luka plays the whole game, he tends to get tired down the stretch, which is when the, the Warriors tend to excel uh, late in the fourth quarter. So I'm going to have to take Golden State going to the finals. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think I had Warriors in, seven um i do really like luca um i I think he's going to have some really great moments in this series but like connor said i think golden state's just too talented um for this dallas mavericks roster so uh, i'm gonna have to go with golden state going to the finals uh personally i had dallas in seven um there were a few things about the warriors uh in their last series that i just i have cause for concern um, in that game five, I mean, they bear, or yeah, I believe it was game. Five, they were at home and, um, they barely won that game to, to go up three, one. Um, they had an awful first half shooting and I, and I know that's probably not going to happen again, but then right. You go back to Memphis in the next game with a, with a, a chance to close them out and you're unsuccessful. You get the doors blown off of you by a Memphis team who didn't have John Morant. And so, like Luca proved that like the Suns had their chance to close out the Mavericks and they couldn't do it. And I think if the Warriors and in, in this series, they're going to have to close out this Dallas team because they're not going to go away and shout out to Dinwiddie shout out to Brunson Newman mentioned them and, and Luca, like these three guys, I think have the potential to lift um, Dallas past golden state. And I'm going to say in seven, I think they could do it on the road again. Yeah. I, I just think there's not even close to enough star power in Dallas. I mean, Curry, if Curry's on, if Clay's on, Draymond is such a fucking little menace out there. He's so important to that team. I think Golden State, I think I had him in six. Um, you know, obviously, Luka is phenomenal, but I just think this Warriors team's too deep, and there's just too many options to score. Like, Wiggins has been basically a non-factor in the first two series. If he got hot, there's 20 to 25 on top of pools, 25 off the bench. That's 50 points not even counting Curry, Draymond, Clay. Like, they're just so fucking deep. Um, so I'm going to go Golden State. 
and fuck the fuck the Astros. Who's pitching for the Sox tonight? Pavetta, I think. I think it's Valdi because I benched him. That was a fucking bum. Uh, Why? What? what that throw. Was that? Yeah, Dan just texted Alvarez home run. Oh. Um, we'll move over to the NHL. So it was Colorado sweeping Nashville. They'll play St. Louis, who knocked Minnesota out in six games. Um, Newman, what's your pick in that series? Uh, so I think I'm the only one to take the upset. I went with St. Louis in six. Um, I don't know why. I mean, I had in the first round, if Soros was playing, I would have had them bouncing Colorado. I just don't believe in Colorado. They seem to find a way to lose every year. Um, I think the Blues played really well against a tough Wild team. And I, I feel bad the Wild were first round exit. I feel like they deserve to go further. But the Blues are just a really hot team right now. Jordan Bennington's showing, you know, past playoff experience really helps. Uh, he's playing incredibly well. And I think he'll do enough to shut down the Avalanche, pull off the upset, probably biggest upset of the playoffs. Um, I, I have the Avalanche in five here. Um and I guess my reasoning is kind of a double-edged sword. Um, you get all the rest um, from getting the sweep in the first round, but that could also lead to you being rusty, not having the momentum that some other teams may have. Um, but I just think for Colorado, uh, Colorado, having all that time off, can that rest to go on a, a run in the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs, I, I think that's very valuable. And I think that they should win in five. I, they're a very talented team. Kind of a rough start to the season, but I think they kind of figured it out towards the end and playing some really good hockey. So I have them in five. No, I'm completely with Newman here. Um, I said St. Louis in six. I think there's something to be said about past experience. These guys know how to win. It's a very similar team than the, uh, to the one that won the cup. I think Tarasenko got hot. Um, that, that line with Buchnevich finally got going late in that series. Ryan O'Reilly was fantastic in that series against Minnesota. And, like, give Barubi credit, right? Huso wasn't playing too hot goes to Bennington and rides Bennington the rest of the way like who, who is a guy who had that experience right one won them that Stanley Cup was so good in that playoff um so that switch kind of really ignited them um they were like the only team with like eight or more players with like 20 goals so this is a team that has such great depth especially up front I'm a huge fan of the offense all four lines can score they still got guys like Tyler Bozak there we know the year Rob Thomas had so I really am a big fan of the St. Louis team in this matchup. And I think Colorado, again, falls short in round two. Uh, it's becoming a theme, and I think it's going to carry on. Another Astros homer. Oh, my God. Um, you know, I kind of – I do see your argument, Evan and Newman, um, and it was nine 20-goal scores, which is even more impressive. Um, but – like, there has to be something said for Makar with 14 points in four games as well. Like, Colorado's got fucking superstar ability. Uh, if that first line carries the way they have before, I think this might be the year they get it done. Kemper played really, really well down the stretch. I mean, he only had five losses in the regular season, which is fucking nuts. Um, I'm going Colorado in six. I just think this – one of these years has to be the year um, – and obviously we saw how McKinnon responded to getting bounced last year where it was like, uh, did you guys see that quote about him and the junk food and all that shit? No. Is my audio fucked up, Dan? No, we got a freaking, we got a Pena homer now. But that is, or whoever, Evaldi's getting pounded. Well, good thing oh, I didn't play him. Um, 
Wow. No, so a former Avalanche came out and talked about like how fucking serious McKinnon was after that loss, like curfew, uh, like food regimen, things like that. Uh, I just think Colorado's got to do it one of these years. Uh, and St. Louis, the goaltending still worries me. I get the experience argument, but Bennington has not been the same goalie he was since that cup run. Um, so I'm going to go with Colorado. And then the other matchup in the West is Edmonton, who beat L.A. in seven, and Calgary, who beat Dallas in seven. Battle of Alberta. This, this might be the best series in the second round, I think. Yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting. I'm glad it ended up this way. Um, I have the Flames in six. I just don't think – with it's just, even though Oilers have the star power, I just don't think they can get it done. Mike Smith – Obviously not as good as Jacob Markstrom, who's been unbelievable this year. He had like 10 shutouts during the regular season and get two in the playoffs already. Um, and the Flames just find a way to win. You know, they outshot the Stars like 70 to 20 the other day. Finally put one through. So they're in now. Um, and I mean, the Oilers almost got bounced by the Kings. So I don't think we're really that much of a challenge. I think the Flames move on. I had them going all the way to the final. Um, I think just think they're a really good team. Um, my pick is a completely a gut pick. Um, just when I was looking at the matchup, I just have the Oilers winning in seven. Um, it's probably a bad thing when I'm the only one going for one team in these predictions, but you know what? Stick with your gut. You know, Dan, I thought you gave a great analysis on the Colorado St. Louis series. So I felt confident in that one. After that, it gets a little, eh. <laughs> Um, I have Calgary in seven. Um, real quick, shout out Jake Ott Ottinger, who was fantastic for Dallas. Was the only reason that series went seven. I sent a text in one of our in our I believe our chat with CT when we were talking about the game, and I was like, like Ben and Sagan, like for getting all that money, they should have done more. If you look at the LA series though, and Newman brought up a good point. They were without Arvidsson, Andrew Doughty. Uh, so again, that was kind of big. And I think like if they had maybe both those guys, it would have gone a little bit different. Um, as far as this series goes, obviously star power for Edmonton is huge, but what something that I really think is not talked about enough with Calgary, <coughs> like they're a physical team and I love their back and they got a lot of big defensemen, good Branson, they got Zaitsev, um, like, or Zadorov, excuse me. Like they're a big, heavy team. And I think they just really know how to win. Michael Stone's giving them good minutes back there. Hannafin had a great year. Chillington's a young and up-and-coming up player. And obviously, we talk about the first line. How good is that first line? Whenever they seemingly needed a goal, uh, especially even in that game seven, Kachuk gets that tying goal in that second period. And then Gaudreau with a perfect shot to, to win the series. So I just think that line is going to have a lot of success. And I think McDavid and Drysaddle are going to have some problems uh, against that bigger defense and Jacob Markstrom. Uh, only way Edmonton wins a series is if they get their power play red hot, which I think – they could. I think that's why the series goes seven. It'll be a fun series to watch, though. I, I hope we get some fights. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm going Calgary in seven as well um, for pretty much all the same reasons as Evan. I think McDavid and Dryside will both probably have, like, 15 points in the series. I think they carry them to seven. Um, it, just, it just it seems like this is Edmonton's story every year since they've gotten in with McDavid. There's just not enough outside of McDavid and Dryside to carry this team deep into the playoffs. Uh, and Calgary's so deep. They were so consistent after that 10-game win streak. They really never looked back. 
uh, was that early, early January, late January, uh, and never looked back. So I think Calgary is my Western Conference finals representative out of this series, which puts us in the East. It's Florida, Tampa. Uh, Florida beat Washington in six. Tampa beat Toronto in seven in classic Toronto fashion. Uh, Newman, who do you have in the series? Um, I'm sticking with Tampa. I have Tampa in six. Uh, I think Toronto is probably a tougher test for the Lightning. A lot of high-scoring games. I think these, this series is a big, low-scoring affair, although Florida's up one nothing right now. Duclair just put one in. Um, but I think low-scoring favors the Bulls. I think they have a good defense. Oh, you fuck it. I'm watching the Mariners, and they just gave up a error that scored three runs. But... Um, <laughs> I like the Lightning uh, to win this one. Vasilevsky kind of found his form in uh, game seven. And I, know, I just believe that it'll be a repeat of last year and we took him down in six. So take the Lightning. Um, I'm going to be going with Florida in six on this one. Um, no real analysis, just Florida was really pretty consistent this year. So just going to go with them. The, the Lightning were just kind of up and down all year. So I'm just going to go with the better team, I think. Um, I said Tampa in six, uh, kind of with Newman again on this. Um, felt like Washington, that series, like Washington had no place. I don't think what we all talked about it. We felt as though Washington was kind of that weak team, uh, to kind of that weak team in the East, right. When it felt like every other team was better than they were. And I mean, to almost force a game seven against Florida, where it was just like, they got a lot of production from their top line. I mean, Oshie was terrific all series. But, again, I just don't think Washington, as I'm sure the Astros just scored again, given Dan's reaction. It's 7-1. Wow, of all these getting the first inning. It's the second. second uh, we Brantley suck. Homered. My God. Who, wait, who homered? Excuse me? Uh, it was. Yeah, Brantley. Brantley. Uh, they're all, they're, all the lefty hitters are dinging them up. Um, Five homers. Oh, my God. Unreal. Unreal. Um. But again, I just think Washington had no means almost pushing that to seven. Um, I trust Vasilevsky over um, Bobrovsky right now, and I trust the experience uh, to get Tampa to the next round. And I agree with Newman. I think Toronto was the tougher test out of either of these teams. I thought Mackenzie Weger had a really tough series against Washington. Ekblad, you know, just coming back off of injury. So it's going to be a battle, but I'm going to go Tampa. Real quick before I give my hockey analysis, I'm getting ready for our draft in the uh, near future here. Newman, you are such a little fucking bastard, dude. You have four players in the top 12. What the fuck? What? Oh, on your face. Machado, Judge, Crone, and Betts. Fuck yeah, up. I do. I, I do my research. I had four, I had five of the top 12 last year. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Fuck you. It was uh, the anyway. le- it, no, it was the let's go Brandon shirt that Machado wrapped uh, in spring training that that made Newman want to <laughs> draft him. <laughs> um, I'm going Florida in seven. Florida was my Stanley Cup pick halfway through the year. I picked them in the bracket. Uh, I just think they get too many fucking goals when they need them. I was I watched I didn't watch much of that series. I'll be honest, I did watch. I think game five where they were up four three and then Verhage yeah game five because Verhage had five points. Verhage and Drew came down and Drew scored a great goal to put it away. Um, I think that offense is just too lethal and Tampa obviously showed some weaknesses on the defensive end against Toronto. Granted, Toronto's a great goal scoring team, but 
I think Florida gets it done. I don't know. I just have a feeling about it. Tampa just doesn't really look the same to me. And again, I didn't watch much of that series either because they were always on when the Bruins were playing. But what I did see, Tampa got slapped in a few games. Uh, I don't mean Florida. Should be a fun one, though. And last in the Eastern Conference, Carolina defeats Boston in seven. They play the Rangers, who won over Pittsburgh in seven. Yeah, I'm going with uh, the Rangers, and I took them in five. I don't think Carolina is very good. No offense to the Bruins, but you can't beat Auntie Ranta on a seven-game series. It's kind of sad. Um, and the Rangers have found their footing after going down 3-1, so I, I, I think they're the hotter team right now. Shesterkin, the, the future Vesna winner, has found his footing. So I, I like them. You know, Panarin and Kreider seem to score at the most opportune times. I think Kreider almost had a goal in every game, it seemed like, when I turned it on. So they're getting that, that key scoring, and I just think they'll be able to outscore Carolina. I think you only need three goals per game to be for, uh, for good for Shesterkin to win that game. So took the Rangers in five. Quickly, I do think Ronta was phenomenal, especially at the start of almost every game in that series. The Bruins came out hot seemingly every game, but Carolina scored the first goal in six out of seven um, just because Ronta was so good to start the game. I, I don't know what the Rangers record is after allowing the first goal, but Boston's fucking not that good, clearly. So. Yeah. Um. For me, when it comes to this series, um, I have the Hurricanes winning in six. I just think you kind of look at last series, the home team won every game uh, between the Hurricanes and the uh, the Bruins. The, the Hurricanes have the home advantage. I'm going to go with the Hurricanes. That's all the logic I have for this. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Carolina in six. Um, I don't know. I kind of disagree with Newman. Carolina – uh, I had them in my Stanley Cup uh, during the predictions. I had them as my Stanley Cup rep in the East during, like, our, our midseason one. So, I've been kind of in on this team, and I think their defense isn't talked about enough, right? Like, Tony D'Angelo, as much as he's a fucking douchebag, is a very talented player. Him with Slavin is a, is a great pair. Uh, you know, you go down the list. They got Pesci, the UNH alum, unbelievable player. Uh, Brady Shake from the Rangers, like – they're Ian Cole again, a veteran who's who's played in the Stanley Cup playoffs before and won a couple cups with Pittsburgh. Like, this is a lockdown defensive team. Uh, the number one penalty kill, and I think like there's something to be said too about their depth. Like Max Domi, a guy who did nothing all series, comes in in this game seven and scores two monster goals. Like they're deep up and down the lineup from offense to defense, and I don't really think it matters who's in goal for them. I think they're going to give the Rangers a tough time. So Carolina in six games for me. Yeah, I'm taking Carolina in seven um, for both of what Evan and Dan said. Another fucking home run. Nine in, one, baby. Nine one. Oh my, it's comical been, at this point. It's Guriel. Let's go, Guriel. They're all homers. It's not like it's like a six gapper. It's six, six home runs in the second inning alone, and Yavaldi's gone. In comes Danish. We gotta, okay, what uh, and we're screwed for the next week because our bullpen stinks. Oh, they stink fucking anyway. nuts. Um, I'm going Carolina in seven. Uh, I don't think they lose a game at home. They were unbeatable at home. Boston never stood a chance. Uh, and Carolina also always scores the second goal in every game. 
So they're always in it after the first goal scored, whether they score the first goal and then they're up two nothing and they're practically unbeatable then because the defense, like Evan pointed out, is so strong. The power play is gross. D'Angelo seemingly scores, you know, an assist or a fucking goal every single time they're out there. Uh, and I like New York a lot, but I just don't see the offense being there for the Rangers. I mean, I don't – it was Louis Domingue and the fucking – they could barely beat them. So, I'm going to go Carolina in seven. Yeah, and going off of that, Colin, um, Carolina in the regular season scored uh, 278 goals and the Rangers scored 254. I think the Rangers are similar to the Bruins, which are very top-heavy, and they rely a lot on that power play. And the number one yeah. penalty kill, I think it's a good matchup for Carolina. I think it is, too. Uh, which brings us to a little fun segment we're going to do today. Um, not sure what the draft order is, but we're going to draft our, you know, starting nine, per se, of the MLB uh, about a quarter of the way through the year. Um, is it a quarter? A little, little shorter than a quarter. More like a fifth. Yeah. Um, Fifth of the way through, so we'll go, you know, a guy at every position. Can't be taken twice, one starter, one reliever. Um, Ev, this was your idea. Did you create a draft order? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so first off is going to be Dan and then Connor, Colin, and then myself. And honestly, last. the order was based on um, who kind of gets their shit in on time, and so I – I volunteered myself to go last. Oh, wow. I, I've been very good on the power rankings the past few weeks. Uh, Dan can attest to me for that. He, he asked for them, and I sent them immediately on Sunday. This is true, but usually Connor just beats you to the punch. Okay, that's- yeah, Connor does it without the text because he, he has no fucking life. <laughs> oh, wow. He watches the podcast Mariners every night. Ugh. I do. All right. Better so, than the Red Sox right now. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start with Dan and we're going to start at the catcher position. Um, so when oh, we have to go the, position by position. Yeah, yeah. we're going to go position by position. Okay. Um, just to make it easier. And then what will happen is for round two, Newman will jump up and pick first for first baseman and then Colin, me, and then Dan. And then it'll yep. kind of keep going in that order. So, Dan, whenever you're ready to take your catcher, go ahead. Uh, this is definitely the position I am the least confident in, but I think I'm going to be going with Will Smith of the Dodgers. Not a bad pick, man. Fantastic. Are you noting these picks, by the way? Uh, no, write them are. down yourself, just because that would be a lot for me to track. Okay. okay. Uh, okay. Any analysis on Will Smith, or is that are you I went through his stats. He looked pretty decent. That's all I got for you right now. Sounds good. All right. Newman, you're up. Um, I'm taking Wilson Contreras uh, of the Cubs. He's got a 900 OPS. No other qualified catcher has above 700. So I think it's pretty free. And he has five homers so far. I think that's second. Yeah, and I think too, right, like catchers that one position where in fantasy baseball, like I see a lot of people joke that like you honestly might be better off not even having a catcher um oh exactly. exactly the catchers are complete shit like if you don't have one of the top five ones it's like well then what the hell is the point of even having it when it's probably just tanking your average and and it not contributing at all colin you're up third so who is your catcher 
I'd agree completely with you, Evan. There's just such slim pickings there that I don't even want to pick one. They're all bad. Uh, I'm going to go uh, – I fuck. I'll just go Tyler Stevenson, I guess. He's hitting 324, only 68 at-bats, which is like half of what most of these other guys have. Um, he's got four homers, 19 RBIs on a god-awful Cincinnati Reds team. So we'll go with him. And um, I'm going to go with Varsho of Arizona. Uh, he's done a nice job this season. Um, he's hitting lead off most nights for them. Um, you know, he's got six homers on the year, 250. Like, I would take that. He's got some versatility, plays the outfield, sometimes plays catcher. I know Twirl of all wants to get him more starts on the plate. So um, I'm going to go with Varsho again, like, ask me a year ago, I probably would obviously like Sal Perez would have gone, but he's not having a great year. And, and so it kind of fluctuates a lot with the catcher position. Um, Newman up first at first base. Who are you taking? Um, I'm going to go with Eric Hosmer of the Padres. As much as I want to take Ty France, Hosmer's hitting 350. That's ridiculous. Uh, he's got 43 hits on the year, 924 OPS. He's kind of come into his own the past few weeks, especially. He's hitting a bunch of bombs. I was fortunate enough to scoop him up in my other fantasy league. And he's paid dividends, so I'll go with Eric Osmond. Real quick, he Surprise. was a guy – real quick, Colin. He was a guy, obviously, in the offseason that they were talking about trading, like him and Will Myers. And, obviously, like they, they didn't trade him, and, and kind of both players are, are working out for them. So, uh, Colin? Newman, surprised you did not go with C.J. Crone, who you have on your roster. Uh, I'm going to take him, nine homers, 27 ball, uh, RBIs, hitting 311. Uh on a shit bag call, not, not even shit bag. They played well, um, but there's some good options here. You know, I would have liked France too. He's on my team, but I think Crohn's having a phenomenal year. Yeah. I'm going to go with Alonzo um, hitting 270 on the year, eight bombs, 29 ribbies. Like this is a guy I would want on my team. Like he's got a lot of character. Obviously you know what happened to him uh, kind of in the off season, like had some sort of situation. And then even the this year, right? Yeah, the crash. He's just a bad motherfucker. Like, he literally uh, – remember when that whole Cardinals shit happened and, like, he was like, oh, yeah, I put one of them in the hospital, like, if they came at me. Like, this guy just, like, is such a badass. Um, and I, he's a guy that I would love on the Red Sox. Obviously, it's never going to happen, but uh, I guess I'll have to keep dreaming. Uh, Dan, uh, you're up last. Um, for my first baseman pick, I'm going to be going with Anthony Rizzo. Um I, I think I've made it pretty clear in the chat that I want the red, I wanted the Red Sox to get Rizzo and uh, he's having a really good year for the Yankees. Maybe not the highest average in the world, but being very productive. I know they have like the short porch or yeah, short porch there and all that stuff. Um, but I still think he's having a very good year. He's a very good leader in the ball club. Um, so I'm going to go with Rizzo. Well, one of the greatest debates between the four of us with the whole <laughs> yeah. last year, I mean, that was uh it was fiery. It was very fiery. Um, moving on to second base, uh, Colin, take it away. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jazz Chisholm here. Um, he's currently the 10th best player in fantasy. 18 runs, 6 homers, 25 RBI, 6 swipes, and he's hitting 303. Uh, he's been a sensation for Miami. I hope he keeps it up. I actually saw um, that MLB whatever – MLB Instagram had him in the top five in the MVP race as of right now. So he's been great. Um, 
and he's fun to watch. He's another guy with a lot of personality. Um, I think he's great for baseball the way like him and Zach Gallen going back and forth last week. Um, I, I like that stuff. I think it's good to grow the game, get kids interested. Nobody wants to watch fucking boring Michael Brantley do like cool things, hit 300, no home runs. He's not that fast. Doesn't seem much. Um, Chisholm does it all. Great player. Great defensively too. Uh, yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Segura, uh, Gene Segura of Philadelphia. He's a guy who's been just red hot lately. Um, was dealing with some injuries earlier on in the season. Comes back, and he's been simply sensational. Um, in the last two weeks, he's hitting 18 for, for his last 40. 12 runs, four dares, nine ribbies, three steals, obviously for 450 average. So this is a guy who's kind of doing it all. Hitting home runs, he's hitting fifth in the Phillies lineup behind Castellanos and Harper and and Hoskins. So he's getting opportunities to clean up. He's swiping bags. And I think, you know, he's kind of a guy that does get overlooked, but um, a guy who's always pretty much been a consistent 300 hitter, um, which you really can't ask for anything else. Um, I believe we're on to Dan, correct? Yeah. Um so I need a clarification before I make this next pick of if, if they play second. shortstop on fantasy, you can take them. Okay, so I'm gonna go with uh, Andres Jimenez of the uh, Guardians. Again, stats look good when I look at them earlier. I don't have them up right now, but it's my reason. He's hitting 326, four bombs, 20 RBI, two steals. I've been eyeing him on the waiver wire for a while. I see someone picked him up. I own him. Yep. I own him. Oh, you own him, Evan? You own him. I do own him. I looked at Segura for a while too. Who has him? I don't know. Uh, the guy I played. The guy I played last week. And he hit all those bombs. Uh, <laughs> hit five hundred. Uh, Camden has him. He beat me ten nothing. Um, yeah. Be careful saying gonna... that. Be careful saying the name. Uh, the name Camden around Colin. He might get triggered. Kid fucking shirts <laughs> me in the chat nonstop. Like, bro, you offer me the shittiest fucking deals. This kid tried to trade me Dansby Swanson and Adam Duvall for Nick Castellanos. What are you high on meth? <laughs> Anyways. Um, let's see. My second baseman. So I my second ranked second baseman made it all the way to me. I'm taking Tommy Edmond of the Cardinals. Uh yeah. Eight stolen bases already. Uh lead second baseman. 24 runs scored, leads second baseman. And he's shown a little power this year. He has four home runs. Uh, not much of a power guy last year. Uh, so I think he's having a really good year, forcing his way uh, to the top of that lineup where he should be. Uh, so I'm going to take Tommy Edmond. Moving on to shortstop, uh, I'm leading it off here, and I'm going to go with one of the best hitters in the game, uh, Tim Anderson. Um, obviously hitting lead off of the White Sox this season. I mean, it's another player that, that does it all, really, and I think like these are kind of the players that I would want to build the team around. Uh, 18 runs, four homers, 12 ribbies, five steals. He's hitting 339. And he's really a guy that has a lot of personality, brings great energy uh, to the White Sox. And I honestly, I was not high on the White Sox coming in this season. I didn't have them in the playoffs. I can't imagine this team without this guy. I, I don't even want to know. If they didn't have Tim Anderson, I, I, I would almost say that they would probably have five less losses. This guy's an impact player, and I think he's a franchise cornerstone for them for years to come. Dan? Five more losses, you ding dong. I meant five more losses. Thank you. Dan. <laughs> and errors on the year, though. Cost them a lot of games. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Xander Bogarts. Um, Fuck you. <laughs> loser. I, my fantasy team is literally pay Xander Bogarts, even though I spelt his name wrong for a while. But that was fun. anyway. Um, 
but I mean, he's playing phenomenal. Um, it, it sounds like he's maybe open to an extension with the Sox. I don't see Heim Bloom spending a dime over anything that he paid for the story contract. It just doesn't feel like Heim Bloom. So he's probably going to end up getting traded or something or just end up hitting free agency at some point. And that makes me sad because he's a really good ball player and we like kind of need those if we ever want to win a World Series again. <laughs> Newman? Yeah, Xander was the the clearest shortstop. He leads in every stat category. Um, I'm going to go with J.P. Crawford. I need a Mariner on my team. Fuck uh, you! Sec- <laughs> second in OPS, only two points behind Xander Bogarts, which is super impressive because he doesn't normally hit for power. But he's got quite a few homers on the year, hitting above 300, 38 hits. Uh, he's been fantastic, worth every penny of that great deal we inked him to at the beginning of the year. I dropped his ass in my other league. I have him. Uh, there's some good names left here. Uh, tempted to go Trey Turner just because he's Trey Turner, but I want to give a shout out to Jeremy Pena, who has Homer yeah. on Nathan Evaldi tonight. Um, <laughs> really? Like, he hasn't. This, uh, Dan does, actually. This team like is not missing Carlos Correa at all. He's hitting 276, six homers, 20 RBIs, uh, and I'd never heard of him before this year. He's playing great. Um, so good for him. He'll be my pick here. Um, next up, we're going to go to third base and it is Dan. Um, I just want to quickly highlight, I had Jeremy Pena as my second shortstop. Um, he's doing phenomenal on my team. What had a little injury hiccup this past couple of weeks, but I mean, he's playing insane for a rookie. So absolutely love Jeremy Pena, but for third base, I'm going to go with Manny Machado. He's having a hell of a year. Um, I don't think he could go really with anyone else. Yeah, it's hard to argue. Third base is kind of stacked this year. I feel like the third base stacked. is the position they're scrambling for in fantasy. Um, I'm next. I'm going to go with Jose Ramirez. Uh, he's been phenomenal this year for the Guardians. Eight homers, leads all third baseman. He's only struck out 12 times, which is like 20 wow. better than every other third baseman. It's nuts. Um, and he's almost hitting a 1,000 OPS. So take Jose. Uh, tempted to go Devers here. Um, or Arenado, but I'll, I'll let Evan have his pick at those two. I'm going to go with Ty France. Um, he's cooled down a little bit, but still hitting 324, five homers, 25 RBIs. Uh, he's carried my fantasy team for most of the year, and nobody talked about the Mariners really at all, so I think he deserves a shout-out. He's third base um, eligible? <laughs> he's third, second, and first. He's played the first base every game this year. What the fuck? I want him. It's, it must be. It must amazing. just be from like prior years where he played like more than six games. Yeah. They just when gave him the eligibility. Um, I was surprised. I was surprised you didn't pick Arenado. Um, so I will. Uh, eight homers, twenty nine ribbies, and he's hitting three twelve. I mean, you know, he's been doing it for so long. It feels like to this point, um, and he's a big part of why that Cardinals lineup is pretty scary. I mean, they, they do it so well. They got obviously Edmund in his leadoff role, a guy who can swipe bags. And it kind of, as it trickles down, it goes Goldschmidt and the, the new guy, Yapez that they brought up and Arenado and obviously Pujols and Yadier. So there, so it's a good lineup. And I think Arenado is, is just the scariest guy of the bunch. Um, just always a threat to hit it out of the ballpark. Great energy. I love him. Didn't even uh, mention Tyler O'Neill. He's been putrid, but yeah, he heats up. It's another big part of that lineup. And you would almost you would almost expect him to, as kind of the temperature keeps getting warmer. Um, in the yeah, I have him on my fantasy team, so he fucking better. 
Yeah, like 188. I mean, it's like you can't drop a guy like that, though. Like, you know he's going to no. get hot. And, and he's, he's a like five-tool five guy in fantasy, yeah. too. He scores runs. He steals bases. And I had him last year. I had to have him again this year. He's so good. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, so for our first outfield, we're going to start with Newman. And I have a feeling I know who he's going to take. A guy who's carrying my fantasy team at that. A quick question. Um, go ahead. We don't have to go, like, left, right, center, right? No. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I'm going to take the hottest hitter in baseball, Taylor Ward of the Angels. Uh, said in an interview yesterday. He's on my like, fantasy team. He's on my other fantasy team, too. He's great. Well, I have him. Okay, I have him in another league. I was referring to, like, I'm shocked you didn't take who I thought you were going to take, though. Uh, Bryce Harper, who I'll take after Newman's done. <laughs> I mean, I'll take Taylor Ward, who's hitting 80 points better on average, and he's the highest OPS in all of baseball. Um, said in an interview yesterday, it feels like no one can get me out, uh, and he's almost hitting 400, so I'm inclined to believe him. Uh, I don't know when he's going to come down to earth, but for right now, since it's just uh, up until now draft, it, easy first pick. Yeah, I mean, I get your argument. We all Harper read the bet. Have- yeah, I was just going to say, like, Harper we all... has 45 more at-bats. No. Oh, Ward got uh, injured. But no, I know. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. He's been a fucking monster. Uh, I'll take Bryce Harper. 29 runs, 9 homers, 27 RBI, 6 stolen bases. He's hitting 305. That is more runs, homers, and RBI than Ward, as well as steals. So, he loses in the average, but he makes up everywhere else. Yeah, I'm going to go Trout. Um you know, a big reason to why the Angels are kind of where they are is – and I would almost make the case of, like, that they have maybe one of the best top six uh, lineups in, in, in baseball, the best top six. I mean, you got Ward leading up. You got Trout right after him. You got Otani. You got Walsh. You got Rendon and Brandon Marsh. So, it's like that top six is, like, unbelievable. It's a big reason to why they are where they are. And Mike Trout's been doing Mike Trout things all year. I mean, you know, you know, I was a little bit worried. He got hit by a hit on the hand earlier in the game in Texas. Uh, I was a little worried about that, but obviously comes back, and, and he's been simply sensational. I mean, what, what else would you expect, really, from this guy? Um, Dan, finish us off for your first outfield. Uh, I'm going to be going with Aaron Judge, um, just having a really good year. Um, it, I don't want to take a Yankee, but at the same time, he's having a phenomenal year, so. Have to respect it. Newman. Ah, you bastard. Um, I'll take the other Yankee. I'll take Stan. Uh, he's got 10 homers on the year, 32 RBIs, leads. I know it doesn't lead. Why do I write that it leads? Um, but 32 RBIs, almost a 900 OPS. He hits the ball harder than anyone in baseball. I mean, I'm waiting till he hits one, like 120 miles an hour. It's incredible that when he hit, uh, makes contact with the ball. So I'm going to take Stan. The Yankees outfield is – Quite scary. Colin? Am I, oh, I'm up again? Yeah. I just I, went to start that round. Oh, you, so it's, you took Harper. You took no, Harper. no oh, you took Harper right. after Ward. I was like, what? you're right. My bad. Uh, oh, this is tough. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm shocked Buxton only has one steal. Yeah. I'm going to go with Robert, Luis Robert, 20 runs, five homers, only 13 RBIs, but six stolen bases, 308 average, and he plays a great center field. Uh, I've always been a fan of his. I had him last year. I kept him for fucking months with that injury, uh, and he paid off. He was great down the stretch. 
he's so uh, another guy like I would build a franchise around him uh, in in Chicago. I love him. Um, you know, I'm happy to now take the guy who my fantasy baseball team in our league is named after. Uh, I'm taking Alvarez. Um, 12 homers now after his homer tonight off of Aldi. I mean, this guy is probably one has one of the best swings and is probably one of the best power hitters in baseball. I mean, I remember last playoffs when the Red Sox played the Astros and like this guy always couldn't even pitch to him. We didn't even pitch to him. Like he was that good. And he always, and whenever he got up to the plate, like scared the fuck out of me. Like I was like, all right, anybody else, like just such a clean swing. And and I love watching him. So I'm going to say, him for my second outfield. Dan, who's your second outfield? Um, my second outfield is going to be Byron Buxton. Um, I know health is always a concern for him, but um, he has 11 dingers on the year. He's just a very talented player, so I'm going to be going with Buxton. Newman, back to you. Thank God. I only wrote down seven names, so if they all got taken, I was fucked. But Mookie Betts is still here. I'll take Mookie Betts. Leads all the majors and runs scored. He's incredibly aggressive on the bases. His average has been ticking up as of late. Uh, hit another home run today. Had one yesterday. So that puts him at nine on the year. Um, and he's on my fantasy team. So. A player that we missed in Boston, Mookie Betts. Um, Colin, who's your third outfield? Uh, my third outfield, I'll go – yeah, this guy deserves a shout-out. Manuel Margot, uh, 10 runs, 3 homers, 21 RBI, 5 steals. He's hitting 348. Uh, I don't think he's ever hit above, like, 280 in his career, 275. He's been fantastic. He just went on the IL for Tampa, but when he comes back, I expect him to continue his tear. He's been phenomenal, and he's one of those – Former Red Sox prospect. Uh, he went over in the – who the fuck did we get? can't remember. It was a while ago. It was a big name. I remember Margo was a huge piece of that. Let me look it up. Uh, it up. Anyways, I mean, he's – oh, Craig Kimbrell. It was a Kimbrell deal. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, a top prospect formerly never really came into his own, but he's playing every day in Tampa Bay, and he's fucking earning it. Um, my third outfield, I'm going to go Brandon Marsh. Uh, I noted him earlier as part of the being in that top six um, for Los Angeles against righties, um, torches righties. And he's been fantastic the last two weeks, hitting north of 300. Um, ranked 65 in my other league, and he's got 16 runs, four homers, 22 ribbies, three steals, and he's hitting 283. Again, a guy who can kind of do it all. And like I said, I mean, torches right-handed pitching. Um so I'd, I'd, li- I'd like to give a shout-out to Brandon Marsh. Um, Dan, third outfield. Uh, I'm going to go with Yadil Hernandez, if that's how you pronounce his first name. Um, he's hitting – Washington kid. Yep. Um, he's hitting 330 right now, uh, has three dingers. Um, uh, just, he has a 871 OPS, so having a pretty good year. And Are now- we doing DH? Yeah, we're going to do DH, and you can take anybody from any position to put them there. So, uh, Colin, you're up first. Oh, fuck. Um, who hasn't gone? Uh, oh, uh, Otani. Um, 27 runs, 8 homers, 27 RBIs, 5 steals, 257. I mean, obviously, just like what he can do speaks for itself. Um, so, I'll go with Otani. 
Um, I noted this guy earlier, but I'm going to say Goldschmidt. Um, he's just been fantastic for St. Louis, especially in the last month. 35 for his last 100, good for 350. And he's uh, got 15 runs, four homers, 19 ribbies, and a couple steals. Um, you know, he's been a guy that's been doing it for a while now. And, um, you know, again, he's a five-category guy who had, who's just been on a tear. So um, I'm going to go goalie. Uh, Dan? Um, I'll explain this in a minute, but uh, I'm going to go J.D. Martinez. Um, but it's funny that I take him because if you talk to my roommates, I consistently say that the Red Sox need to trade this guy, even though he's doing really well. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I, I want to get rid of him for some reason in my head. Um, and I always joke about it. I don't know if it's because his contract's coming up or something, but I always say whenever he does something bad to trade him, even when he does something good, I say to trade him, but I'm going to take him here because he is doing really well right now. He was on, yeah, he was on a, uh, I believe, I don't know if it's still going, but he was on like a 15-game hitting streak. Um, yeah, he's on a fucking heater right now. Yeah. Newman? Yeah, he was He was going to be my pick. Thanks, Dan. Um, well, if I can take anyone, I'm going to take Devers because no one took him. Uh, he leads baseball and hits, so we'll take well. him. God, I didn't, even know, I didn't even know that. Me neither. Um, so we'll transition to starting pitching, and um, we'll do we'll do one starter, one reliever, and I believe I am up first. So I am going to be taking Verlander. Um, you know, he's just been unbelievable, and it's kind of crazy, right? He just gets older. You know, he has the injury, come comes back. They, the, you know, I I don't know. They gave him kind of a cheap deal to come back, and. Um, you know, he's been unbelievable. I mean, five wins, 41 Ks and 45 and two thirds, 1.38 ERA and a 0.68 whip. I mean, it's like, it's like this guy and Scherzer, are these guys ever even going to be bad? Like, I just, I, I have no idea. They've been doing it. Kershaw, for too. Yeah, ex- exactly. Colin Kirsch, too. Like, you know, he's special and a uh, big reason for where the Astros are right now. Um, Dan, who's your starter? I'm going to go with Nestor Cortez. Yes. I made a terrible mistake dropping the guy too early. I, mm-hmm. I think I just needed a position player because I had some injuries. I said, screw it. I have a ton of pitchers. Nestor was kind of the odd man out. And it turns out that I probably should have kept him over some of the guys I had on my team. So having a phenomenal year. It's all right. That's uh, I made that mistake of dropping something way too soon in fantasy baseball. God, way too many times. Um, Newman, who's your pitcher? Uh, I'm going to take Kevin Gosman. Um, Fuck. 54 Ks to only two walks is just incredible. Um, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, 2.4 ERA. He's just lighting up the scoreboard. He's incredible. So, take Kevin Gosman. I'll go uh, Corbin Burns, 42 and two thir- 45 and two-thirds. He's got 57 strikeouts. Somehow he only has one win with a 1770 ERA and a 0.79 whip, uh, which is criminal, but he's been phenomenal. Um, you can ask the fantasy baseball group chat. Some people don't think he's the ace. Uh, I think they're sorely mistaken, but that's just me. Um, I would just say too, quick shout out to my AL Cy Young pick, Alec Manoa, uh, 42 innings, four wins, 39 Ks, 1.71 and 0.88 whip. Uh, he's been unbelievable. Um, One second, quick shout-out. Oh, all right. Go ahead, Newman. Three shout-out. I was going to shout-out Dylan Cease. He has a whopping 67 strikeouts. It's punch-out. Yeah, I was going to shout-out 
McClenahan, uh, 58 punch outs and 39 and a third. Yeah, he's yeah, been he's, fantastic he's for that. Tampa. With no glass now, yeah, he's been awesome. Um, no Baz either. He's no been on Baz, the fucking exactly. the shelf. That's a good point. I kind of forgot about him. When's he due back? Like this summer at some point? I have him on my uh, IL. I've had him. I drafted him. He's due back like early June. Oh, that's not so, bad. No. Um, all right, so now to reliever. Um, doesn't matter if they're a closer or not, Dan. So this is where I'm going to have a slight gripe with Yahoo because, like, Severino is listed as a relief pitcher, and so is, like, Michael oh. Kopech. They, they are just straight starters. So I, I'm just not going to use them just because I think that's kind of weird. But uh, Kopech pick- is so good as a long reliever. Understood, but he's just started every game. No, and there goes a JD Martinez homer. Look at that. Trade the guy. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> um, but my pick for relievers is going to be Kenley Jansen. Uh, kind of had a rough start to the year with the Braves, and it was really only two outings. But after that, he's kind of settled in. Um, and on the year, he has, I believe it's eight saves. Um, he has a 2.45 ERA. Um, but over the last two weeks, it's down to 1.93. So he's having a really good year and he was really helping my bullpen when I had no relievers at the time. Newman. Oh, thank God. It's me. I'm taking Josh Hader, baby. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't just take him, Dan. He hasn't given up a run. He has not given up a run this year and he leads the league in saves. Um, Holy shit. I kind of want, I wanted Edwin Diaz later, right? And I can't pass that this guy up. So I don't think they uh, I will take Taylor Rogers, uh, who's been almost as good as Hater. Uh, 13 saves, 0.60 ERA, 0.53 whip. He's got 17 strikeouts and 15 innings. Not as killer as Hater's 21 and 13 and a third, but uh, he's been phenomenal for San Diego. And uh, to close out this draft, I'm going to go JP Fireeyes with Tampa Bay. Um, oh, 17 and a third. He's got three wins, 17 strikeouts, and he has not given up a run either. And he's got a .4 whip. So kind of an underrated bullpen arm for Tampa Bay. I think that's kind of their strength. They got Kittredge as well back there. So, um, you know, their starters give them good innings. And then, you know, they have these some bullpen games sometimes where uh, relievers like that are, are relied upon and they get the job done. Um, so yeah, that was the draft. I look forward to the graphic on our Instagram page, the clubhouse combos, and I'm sure Dan will do a fantastic job with that. Uh, this was fun boys. Um, and I'll throw it back to you, Colin. Yeah, that's all we got for today. Dan, I just shared my, uh, my list with you on Google docs. So you'll have that for the graphic. Um, yeah, that's all we got. Keep enjoying the, uh, NBA and NHL playoffs. Go Celtics. Uh, for Newman, go Lightning. Ugh, that pains me to say. Um, but, yeah, tune in next week. We'll be back. I believe a Gridiron episode this week at some point, too. Yep. Yeah, so look out for that, and uh, we'll see you next week. Later. Peace. Peace. Put your tears away in the fear today. You can drive off towards that summertime sunset. What you ain't done yet Take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets I'll be the one who accepts